0: You're listening to Music Tectonics.
1: Dimitri here. This is Music Tectonics at Meetum. I'm podcasting from Cannes along the Riviera in France this week. Meetum is an international conference for the music industry that has been taking place since 1967. On this episode, I have Kevin O'Donnell here with me. Kevin heads music partnerships at Twitter, where he works with artists to to tell their stories on Twitter. Prior to joining the company in 2017, he's been a music journalist for over 13 years, serving as an editor and writer at Entertainment Weekly, People, Spin, Rolling Stone. And probably more. He's also been a contributing writer on music and pop culture for the New York Times. Here's the more. The Washington Post, NPR, Village Voice and elsewhere. Welcome to Music Tectonics, Kevin. Hi there. How's it going? Great. How are Good. you? I'm great. I know you don't have a ton of time. So glad you took the time. Yeah. Uh, awesome. we got this beautiful view of the water here. Awesome. Uh, your first time in Cannes, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Awesome. So let's just jump in. What are some facts about music on Twitter that many people in
0: the music industry may not realize? Backs on music industry and Twitter. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that I've noticed in my uh, time since joining the company, um, I think there's this perception that Twitter, um, there's a high barrier to entry for artists to use Twitter. Um, some might feel that they have to have something especially profound to say, or have like a very strong voice, or a very uh, vocal opinion on a certain subject or issue, but that's actually not the case. So I think, you know, for artists, They should feel like they can lean into into Twitter in a very easy way. They can join the conversation, which is basically what we do really well. Um, Twitter is the place where artists can connect with their fans in a very easy way. They can do it at any time, you know, 24-7. And it doesn't really take a lot for artists to connect with their their audiences and their fan base. Simply just going onto the platform and just replying to fans um, is a really easy thing to do. Uh, But the impact that it has is immeasurable. It's interesting because Twitter feels like it has almost like a liquid
1: quality to it. Like it's Mm -hmm. very easy to come in and out, whereas some other platforms you feel like you've got a lot of preparation to do to post, um, yeah. which is, it's it's interesting given the origins of Twitter that there's this, this remember the term microblogging right which totally. I haven't heard in years, but uh, you know, that just like put it up there, just get it going. Right. And now it feels like there's so much like
0: curation and care and all this stuff right. that sometimes I think it's a barrier for artists. Yeah. And I think there's, there's kind of two types of artists and how they use Twitter there are the ones who are on it all the time, right? And they are constantly tweeting, they're com- you know, having conversations with their fans, they're weighing in on important issues, like people like Cardi B um, or Cher, for instance, they're always on the platform. But then there are the other ones who only tweet at like very momentous occasions, and those have, you know, that reach and that impact on those tweets, like at newsworthy moments, also has incredible impact. Uh, so yeah. you know you, you can do a little bit of both and still have you know have your voice heard on Twitter.
1: So there's some people who are like syndicating their life, like Twitter's origins in a way, totally. and other people who uh, they come in and out, but when when they have
0: something to say, it's like scarcity of information. Totally, it's a newsmaking moment. You know, I'm thinking of an artist like Adele or an artist like Beyonce. You know, they'll go on Twitter to share things that matter to them, and when they do, they're like these like you know, earthquaking moments. Do you think that has mostly to do with the personality
1: of the artist of which strategy they choose?
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, and uh, that's what Twitter is great at is letting people be their authentic selves and talk about things that matter to them.
1: Right, cool. So uh, at Music Tectonics, we talk a lot about what are the seismic shifts happening beneath the surface and how that impacts the music industry, oftentimes as a result of innovation, technology, so-called, quote, right. disruption. Um, what's the biggest impact social media you think has had on the, on the music industry?
0: Well, I think when it comes to Twitter specifically, um, one trend that I've really loved seeing kind of take shape in the last year or so is just the idea of meme culture, mm. um, and you know how you know fans of artists are leaning into creating you know their own gifs or photos or um, you know topics of conversation around the artists they love, and how those kind of like spread virally. Um, and what I've been seeing a lot now is uh, how artists are leaning into the meme culture more. So as opposed to them like running away from it and being like, oh, I don't know how to do like a meme, they're you know, taking part in it. A perfect example is Casey Musgraves, Um, you know, as everyone saw at the Grammys this year, you know, when she won Album of the Year, there was that great cutaway to her sitting in the audience where she had this like really shocked reaction. Um, So everyone took like one frame grab from that video clip and it's her kind of making a weird face and it just became this meme literally within hours on Twitter. Um, So instead of her just totally ignoring it. She loved it at first, I'm sure. Right. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, you know, it's not the most flattering, you know of her it's a screen grab you know yeah. but she leaned into it um, and she was like all right there's this one tweet where she posted it's like all right let the memes begin um, and she's totally like taking part in the conversation and you know having fun with it even at the point where I think she made her own pop sockets with that face on it mm-hmm. so I think that's <laughs> a really cool thing about um, Twitter uh, with meme culture and, and its development is how artists are um, embracing it instead of running away from it and do you think it's
1: pretty much like if something organically happens you have to be ready to jump on it or do you think there's other things have you seen artists doing other things to kind of like like, even incubate more memes.
0: Yeah, totally. I think they'll, you know, look, look, the conversations can shift at a moment's notice. So I think sometimes, you know, artists will, like, lean in right away with, like, a meme or a conversation. Sometimes they may take like a new cycle, like 24 to 48 hours to lean in, just see like how the temperature and the, you know, the winds will shift. Um, yeah, I, I've seen both.
1: Yeah, cool. So let's broaden out a little bit. What do you see as the future of social media and music? So we've gotten to this place where something like memes comes along and now people are embracing it, even kind of figuring out how to make it kind of come, come out a little more. Yeah. Where do you see things
0: going down the road? Well, I think, you know, at first, social media is like a really relatively new phenomenon if you think about it, right? Um, So I think a lot of platforms, you know, have been experimenting with how can we, you know, add these bells and whistles onto, you know, this service that we offer to people. Um, But I think what's going to be happening is, uh, you know, these services are going to really hone in on what they do well. Um, and you know, make that the, like the perfect thing it can be. Um, with Twitter specifically, that's what we're doing. You know, we're really leaning into focusing on conversation and connecting audiences with their fan uh, artists with their audiences. Yeah. Um, that's what we do well, and we are all about improving the health of the conversation and making sure people can feel like they are safe when they go onto Twitter and mm. they want to talk to people. Um, yeah. So our strategy is to really like focus on making a great product.
1: That's cool. I yeah. think it makes a lot of sense to think about differentiation, given that so many platforms have emerged since right. Facebook and Twitter, um, and we still see more coming up, although they're, all, they're always a little bit different. Right. And I'm curious um, how you see Twitter music engagement kind of continuing to have those types of relationships given the emerging shifts and the way people are using other new social creativity platforms, such as the ones that are coming out of Asia, for example. Right. It's like a different way of interacting. Yeah. How does Twitter fit in as that stuff comes out?
0: Well, I think one thing when it comes to all these other, you know, social media platforms, what's important is that you can't it's not just a catch-all for all of them. You can't just do one thing on one platform and do it on the other. Like right. they're really they all have their own sensibilities and it's, you know, they have their own audiences that are leaned into those platforms. So it's really important for artists to think that they, you know, they can't just like do a post on Instagram and have it go on Twitter. Like they have to use Twitter for what we do and what we do great is connecting people together. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. I want to dig in just a tiny bit more. What are the best ways for artists to create that kind of uh, conversational engagement?
0: Yeah. So, authenticity is the the most important thing. It's a thing people talk about a lot, but there's a reason they do. So, people need to go on, you know, to Twitter to talk about things that matter to them. And, you know, that can be anything like, you know, a political or social topic that is of interest to them, or they want to share information about a project that they're promoting. um, That's what, artists should be using Twitter for is to, you know about things that are important to them
1: it's interesting you know we're here at Meetem, this music mm-hmm. industry conference and music tectonics is very much a lot of times about kind of music tech and b2b sort of things we haven't talked about commerce at all in music and Twitter do you get involved with that aspect or is it really just about audience building and the, and the whole commercial aspect of how yeah. how artists and labels and publishers are generating revenue is right. kind
0: of their problem right well in my role specifically you know I'm here to help artists market themselves and to tell their stories best on Twitter so that's helping to evangelize for the platform and to educate them on what the product is and how to use it in a sophisticated uh, way that feels authentic. But, you know, I think a lot of, you know, the labels and the digital marketers that are labels, they use Twitter as a way to get real-time information about, you know, conversations that are happening or how fans are reacting to product whether it's a song a tour or whatever Mm -hmm. so instead of them having to wait a full week to get you know sales insights on or streaming insights on how you know the first week sales for a record they can go on you know friday after music drops and see what people are saying you know and they can sometimes you know it definitely does happen where they evolve their marketing strategies accordingly so if an artist puts a record out and the focus track is you know x song they might see that no one's really talking about that song. Mm. They've all latched onto, you know, this one other track and then they'll, you know, shift their marketing strategies to, you know, lean in more into that track. That's interesting. You know, the other thing that
1: I think about when I think about Twitter is because you you, you led with words. These these mm-hmm. mini posts and I know obviously you can post a lot of other stuff on Twitter now as well, but since you led with words, it feels like that word first component is very ripe for conversation because when you have other assets, they, they're, not that video is not static, but it's not, you can't talk to a video, you know right. what I mean? But you can respond to words in a way. I, I don't know, there feels like there is something there. But it also makes me think, and kind of like what you're saying, you, you look to see what fans' reaction. It almost feels like it's a search engine for the conversations a lot of yeah, times. It's definitely. harder to do that on some of the other platforms. Totally, You can't search a, a photo. If everyone's just posting photos, it's hard to, like, see that conversation in a way. Yeah, for sure. Um, But it makes me wonder, does that mean that Twitter lends itself to kind of like lean forward fans, whereas other people are sitting back, lean back, wait to have somebody feed stuff? Like they're like searching for stuff. They're engaging in a way. So are those fans first movers, for example, compared to other platforms? I don't know if you have any insights on that.
0: Yeah. You know, I think, you know, just this nature, this idea of conversation we think of it as just being words, but on Twitter, like conversation takes many shapes and forms. People communicate strictly in emojis. Yeah, true. Um, So, you know, I think Twitter has helped change the very definition of how people talk to each other. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Yeah, I keep thinking somebody
1: needs to come up with more diversity of emojis. Like it right. feels like there's a single set of emojis. I'm like, where's right. the rest of the con? I mean, there's so much. You can- Twitter should have your own set of emojis. Right. <laughs> well, we do that actually yeah. with artists.
0: We uh, will create custom emojis oh, for cool. them <laughs> when they have like a record. What are some out? good artists to look up that have their custom emojis? Um, well, in the past, so they'll be active for a certain amount of time ah. on the platform, uh, and then they go away. But uh, for Cher, for instance, when she did the Mamma Mia soundtrack, we did one custom emoji for every track on the record. Oh, that's which cool. Is great. I totally missed that. For Cardi B, we did. Um, um, the uh, replication of the cover for Imagine a Privacy, which looked just like that face you made oh. with, with the sunglasses on. That's, that's yeah. ripe. Yeah. <laughs> and fans love them because they um, just feel very personal and uh, you know, it gets them excited about talking about the project they love. Cool. You know, I'm going to ask you
1: one question that um, I've just been thinking about as we've been talking, just thinking about the fact that you have this strong history as a music journalist, uh-huh. what was it like to make the shift From the role you had as a music journalist to this role that you have of helping artists create conversations in a totally different kind of medium.
0: Um, It was actually fairly easy, to be honest, um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, in journalism, it's all about storytelling. uh, And on Twitter, it's really about storytelling, too, and sharing your points of views on things. Um, It's just in a very different kind of way It's a very real time kind of idea. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you're just trying to, um, get people's points of views across, tell their stories and help them connect with audiences. Well,
1: I agree. You know, as, as somebody who runs a PR firm, I get it about the storytelling. We think and talk a lot about that, about, you know, how we're going to build those stories and so forth. But it's interesting because now you're kind of in the role of facilitating these conversations, which is a different way to, to have the stories emerge.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, but that's like so much fun, you know, because I want to help artists make them feel comfortable and feel like they're authentic and um, that they're just speaking their truth on Twitter. Cool. Cool. Makes sense. Hey, so what are your primary goals at Meet'em this year? Um, To get people excited about Twitter. Um, You know, we've been around for, you know, over 10 years um, and I want people to come away thinking that Twitter is a really important place for them to promote their projects, uh, to use it to promote their projects. Um, You know, uh, they should be baking in Twitter into their marketing uh, and, you know, even editorial strategies. Um, You know, everyone, you know, people, uh, artists tell me all the time how the first thing they do is they go on Twitter every morning to see about, you know, get updated on what's happening um, in real time. And I think that is really important. I hope people come away you know, having a newfound love for Twitter.
1: Cool, awesome. Well, I hope you have a great first meetup.
0: Yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank really you so much. Really appreciate that, yeah. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. Please hit the subscribe button so you can find out about our other coverage at Medium. We're gonna be interviewing more of the startups from the Medium Lab. You may have heard some of our episodes on that. So we've got more of those startups coming. Um, so subscribe, go to musictectonics.com to sign up for our newsletter for a $50 discount to our Music Tectonics conference that's coming up October 28th and 29th in Los Angeles. Thanks for listening. We'll be back from Edom shortly.
0: You're listening to Music Tectonics.